0: Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Romans chapter number 8, we see the Bible says, For I am persuaded, verse 38, that neither death nor life Nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. What a magnificent way to end this chapter. You know, when it says, for I am persuaded, there's a big difference between knowing something and being fully persuaded about something. You've met some people that have some Bible knowledge. They can share with you and agree with some facts that they found in the Bible. But the question is this afternoon, has your heart been fully persuaded and personally touched by God? I want it to be this morning with this truth. It's a heart satisfying personal persuasion to know that you are more than a conqueror. That you will you you can in the depths of your heart know that you cannot be separated from the love of God. The first one that's brought up in this in this course of of things listed here in these supernatural forces is death. Go to Hebrews 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Bible says in verse 14, Hebrews 2, 14, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, He also himself, likewise, took part of the same. This is Jesus Christ that through death. He might destroy him that had the power of death. That is. The devil. We all know Jesus Christ conquered death on the cross. We have the victory over death because of Christ's victory. wrought on the cross. Through his death on it and then subsequently his rising from the dead it goes on to say and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage but guess what not anymore not anymore this supernatural element of death that we have no control over God does And not even your death or my death or any believer's death can separate you from the love of God. Many people look at death as the biggest foe. It's really not. It actually becomes a servant to us. Because that is what we pass through. And it brings us into the presence fully of the Lord Jesus Christ. Death isn't our foe. Probably we would agree we want we don't want to die today. We go to a funeral of a loved one that's a believer, it's sorrowful and tears are shed and grieving happens. That's normal. A normal process. And it's God's will that we do that to grieve. But make no mistake about it. For a believer, those tears are for us. It's not for it's not for that soul that passed to death. And now was with the Lord. I got news for you. They ain't crying. They're rejoicing. Then the next one that's brought up in Romans 8. I am persuaded neither death nor life. Man, I'll tell you what. Nowadays, you, yeah, people say, it's not death I'm worried about. It's life. I mean, life brings with it some problems, doesn't it? In many ways, this life down here can seem like it is more burdensome. It's got a lot of disappointments. It has a lot of uncertainties. It has a lot of physical pains. We're we're praying for people, physical ailments. Life is uncertain. We don't know who's going to come and go in relationships. We don't know uh, if a problem is going to be sprung upon us next week or next month or next year. We don't know. Life brings about some uncertainty. Not even that. Life's uncertainty can separate you. As a believer from the love of God. I am uh, persuaded that neither death nor life. And now watch what's next. We see three supernatural unseen created beings. Nor angels nor principalities nor powers. None of that can separate us. Let's go to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21, Ephesians 1, talking about these principalities, these powers, Uh, when it comes to angels, it don't matter, you've got, we talked about this earlier, right, we talked about uh, elect angels, elected angels, and ejected angels, Those fallen angels. They can't separate you from the love of God. Watch what it says in Ephesians 1 verse 21. For above all principality and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named not only in this world. But also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head. Over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Aren't you glad that Christ is our head? You want to be filled? We're filled. (laughs) And he said, it don't matter the principality. It doesn't matter the power. God says, all of it is under my feet. I am the head. And you just can't go wrong trusting in that. You can rest in that. No other principality or power. Will separate you from the love of God. Because he is head and shoulders above all. They're under his feet. And in his church. He's taken care of. Ephesians 2. Where in a time past you walk according to the course of this world. Lord willing. You don't walk that course anymore. According to the prince of the power of the air, there are some principalities and powers. Satan, there's there's a ruling in this air. Be careful of what goes over the radio airwaves. <laughs> it's not all good. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. There are evil spirits, there are evil powers, and They will affect this world. But it can't separate you from the love of God. You can be fully persuaded in your mind. Go to Ephesians 6. Ephesians chapter 6 verse number 12. Verse number 11 tells us very clearly put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You going to need some armor because. The wiles of the devil will come up against you. And remember verse 12 where we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So what's the concern? Well. You've got no concern you will lose your salvation. You have no concern that when you come up against those powers, God will remove his love from you. That none of that is a concern at all. God told you and told me in his word that you can be persuaded that not even those powers, those principalities can separate you from Christ. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter eight then goes on and it brings up another element. Let's go back there. Romans chapter eight. When you see, uh, okay, so we looked at these unseen uh, elements here, angels, principalities, powers, and then, and then another element is brought up of time. And that time element is seen when it says, nor things present. That's a time element. Nor things to come. That's a time element. God doesn't change. He can't change. You get saved today. His love for you today will be the same as it was yesterday. His love for you today will be the same as it will be tomorrow not dependent on what you do it's not dependent on a time element a time element can't separate you oh what's to come i don't know what's going to happen in my life i hope it's not bad because i don't want to be separated from god that that shouldn't even come up on the radar for a christian's mind nor things to come time can't separate you from god's love You're exhausted from the world. I'm telling you, you can say the Lord is my shepherd. Present circumstances seem bad. The Lord's got some tender grass. He's got some fresh water. You can say the Lord is my shepherd. When things look grim, remember, the flock doesn't keep the shepherd. The shepherd keeps the flock. Isn't that right? Praise the Lord. Nor things present nor things to come. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. Verse number 39 in Romans chapter 8. Now we see not a time element. But we see a spatial element. Space here. Nor height. Nor depth. Well God's all the way up here. You know and I'm all the way down here. Well gee I don't know. It's just. It's not going to separate you from the love of Christ. It's not going to separate you from God's love. It's not. Well, it's just somehow too far. It is not. You know, they burned John Wycliffe At the stake. In 13 something. Late thirteen hundreds, And. It was all over the Bible. He was set up by a traitor who posed as his friend, handed him in, authorities got him, locked him in jail. He would not, he would not recant that salvation is through justification through faith alone. He would not. So they strangled him before they burned him. You know, it was a way of being nice because he was a clergyman. (laughs) So they would strangle first if you were a clergyman and then burn after you had already died. But they didn't stop there. I think it was 14 years later, the Roman Catholic Church, the, the Popery of Rome, dug up his grave. Boy, oh boy, they were excited, man, when those shovels hit that wooden box. We want Wycliffe's bones. They had servants get his bones and put them in a burlap bag. because no priest of Rome would dare touch anything associated with Wycliffe took that burlap bag as they're digging it up a fire's brewing they took that burlap bag filled with Wycliffe's bones and they threw that thing in the fire they say there was a 10-foot pole that the, the potpourri used to stir those bones in that fire burned took those ashes and scattered them in the swift river it's a pretty good lesson to keep you from believing the bible huh i mean they sent a clear message you know the bible says nor height nor depth none of that none of that can separate anybody from the love of christ You can do what you want to the body, but you can't touch the soul. God's got you. That Titanic ship sunk, and it's it's amazing how long that thing stayed in the news. That Titanic sunk, I believe it was 1912, it sunk. And there were believers that perished in those waters. I forget what the depth is, but I'm telling you, as far as they fell, they were not separated from the love of God. <laughs> you had soul, you had people witnessing for the Lord Jesus Christ as that ship is going down. They're in the water. They're in lifeboats. They're on the ship. They're going down. They're witnessing for Christ. I'm telling you, souls get saved and they perish. They go down to the depths of the sea. And even that can't separate them from the love of God. What a tragic story about this ocean gate uh, and doing doing all that they're doing and man a lot. What a sad, sad ending for five souls. That's a far depth to go. To end up being imploded. I don't know if those souls trusted Christ or didn't trust Christ. I don't know if they were believers or unbelievers. I don't know if it was a mixed bag. I don't know anything about those men. But I do know this. As a believer, you can go down to the depths of the ocean, be imploded because of the pressure, and even that can't separate you from the love of Christ. He said he'd keep you. He has the power to keep you, and we're going to trust that he'll keep you. Bible says then, last thing we'll look at. In an element, a supernatural element, it says, nor any other creature, not even your ability to conjure up trouble is going to do the job. <laughs> I mean, Paul, if there is anybody who had some trouble, I mean, Paul rests this case right here. Nor any other creature he ends with shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I think it'd be good to read 2 Corinthians 11. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, look at verse 20, 23. I know we read it earlier, but it's so good. Second Corinthians 11, verse 23. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labor is more abundant. In stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths off. 2 Corinthians 11, look at verse 24. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, perils of robbers, and perils by my own countrymen. Perils by the heathen, and perils in the city, and perils in the wilderness, and perils in the sea, and perils among false brethren, and weariness and painfulness, and watchings often, and hunger and thirst, and fastings often, and cold and in nakedness. If anybody could have been separated, it was Paul, yet he testifies. And we see it in Romans very clearly. Nor so any other creature can that do it? No. It can't. you be able to separate us from the love of God, which is right now, currently, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Remember we read in Romans 8, look at verse 33. It says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? The election of God the Father is that anybody that is in Christ, it is impossible for them to get out of Christ. You know, the Bible teaches a doctrine of election. There is no doctrine of unelection. (laughs) You're elect. You're not going to find anywhere in the Bible even a hint or a mention of someone being unelected anybody that has any doubts about their eternal security of their salvation should really get a hold of the biblical doctrine of election if you're in lack, god the father said you can't get out of christ can't happen no doctrine of unelection in christ you have a union with christ and christ isn't going to hell and therefore you ain't going to hell <laughs> People say, well, go to hell. You'd say to them, Christ isn't going to hell. Well, what's that have to do with anything? I'm in Christ. And if he's not going there and I'm in him, then I'm not going there. Go to 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1, verse 5. Uh, Verse number 2, elect. See it? Elect, verse number 2. According to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Through the sanctification of the Spirit. I've had that. Under obedience to the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. That has happened. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Now watch. You're elect. According to the foreknowledge of God. Right? Look at verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God. Through faith unto salvation. Ready to revealed in the last time. That sounds like. You can lose your salvation at all. It sounds to me as if. It sounds to me. If it was up to you to keep it. Okay I can see you'll lose. If it was up to me to keep it. Sure okay we're not eternally secure. But it ain't up to me. And it's not up to you. God. Said he will keep you. By his power. Now, if you want to scare somebody into living right by threatening them to lose their salvation, about that. But if you're going to live right because you're scared of God, that's probably something we would all agree isn't the best course of action. If you're going to live for God, I hope it's because you love them. If you're going to obey your parents. I hope it's because you love them, not because you're scared to death that you're going to get punched in the mouth. Okay? I hope we live for God. I hope we're not living for God because we're scared to death. God's going to punch us in the, in the mouth. I hope we live for God because we love Him and we're grateful for what He did for us. I hope you honor your parents and your grandparents because you're grateful for what they've done. If He can uphold things, if He can uphold things by the word of His power, create the universe, hold that together. I think he's perfectly capable of keeping us. Amen. One way. There's only one way you lose your salvation. One way. And that's if God dies. And that's not happening. Because as far back as the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 33, we have mentioned that we have an eternal God. He always was, he always is, he always will be, he's eternal. He can not, remember we said he cannot change, he cannot lie, he cannot allow sinners into heaven. Guess what else he can't do? Here's something that God can't do, die. It's impossible. And the Bible says that the righteous have eternal life. You know what that means? I can't die, you can't die. If you believed on him, you have eternal life, John 3. We talked about John 10. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Life eternal is found in knowing God. And if you are in Christ, your life is hid with God in Christ, right? You can't die. You have eternal life. Your body will. (coughs) I'm telling you, the psalmist said, I will glorify thy name forever. If you're going to glorify God's name forever, that means God is going to be alive forever. He's not going to die. Blessed be the Lord forevermore. Amen and amen, it says after that in the psalms. Bible says, the psalmist said, he is the most high forevermore. You might have somebody as the, High governor now And then in four years or eight years That's going to change Oh no, not God He's the most high Forevermore Romans 1 tells us We have a Godhead that has eternal power You can't lose your salvation Because God will never die He is eternal Second Corinthians tells us You do not have to worry About your light affliction you know why? You have an eternal weight of glory. Your earthly house will dissolve. But you have a building of God. A house not made with hands, And it's eternal. Guess where? In the heavens. It's eternal in the heavens. First Timothy tells us. Our only wise God is the king eternal." Immortal, invisible Be honor and glory forever and ever Amen He's going to reign forever He is blessed forever and ever He's going to be the king forever and ever His throne is going to He's going to sit on his throne forever and ever He will receive our praise forever and ever He will be our guide Psalms 48 says Forever and ever To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. You know why we can't be separated from the love of God? It doesn't matter if it's a natural element, a supernatural element. It doesn't matter if it's uncreated, if it's created. Spiritual beings, time element, spatial elements. It doesn't matter because we have an eternal God. He cannot die. He is eternal. And we are in him. We have eternal life. We are elect. Bible says Romans 8 none of those elements can separate from the love of God which is found in Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode.